Welcome to Bariatric Stories Podcast with Rinda Pak Yao. If you would like to make a guest appearance on the podcast and share your personal experience with weight loss surgery, you can connect with Rinda via link tree link posted in the description. You will be contacted with further details within a few days. In this episode, we will be continuing Brandon's story in this two-part series. This summer, I took my oldest daughter and I, I was thinking about, you know, I, I think about this, you know, I was like, we're going to go for a hike. I took my oldest daughter and I was like, I looked on paper. I'm, I, I was probably four months post-op and I still had an open wound. I had this, I was in the hospital for a month. I was still well over 300 pounds. And I took my daughter for this hike and we wanted to go up to, uh, there's a lake up there that we wanted to get to mm. up in the uh, Beartooth Mountains here, the Absorptive Wilderness. My daughter's like, you know, we should probably turn around right now. About a little over a mile into it. I'm like, we're going. We're going to keep going. But we keep going and we keep going and we keep going. And she's like, we got to stop, Dad. I'm like, no, we don't. And she just keeps like, are you sure, Dad? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. And she's like, okay. And she's 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I figured we could get a helicopter in where I'm at if we had to. Now, get me, air flight me out of there if it needs be. But I was going to do it. And... So we got, we kept pushing ourselves and we got, got to that point. And I was like, we did it. We got, we were up here and I turned around. And I basically turned around to go back and I was like, oh crap. So that whole hike was in and out was a little over 12 miles. And we did over 1500 foot elevation gain. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so it was a huge hike. And if you wrote everything about me down on a piece of paper, I would have said, there's no way this guy is going to make this hike. There's no way he can do this at all. And so, but I did, I did it and I could not wait to get back to the truck. I don't know if it was was the last few miles. I felt like my, my body was just going to fall apart. Like, like a Mr. Potato head, just pieces were going to start falling off, but we made it back to the truck and it might've been one of the dumber things I've done in my life because of all the physical, it caused a lot of physical problems mentally it was probably one of the better things I've done in my life that, mm. that particular hike and just pushing myself that far. is like, I did it. I can do this. Right. I'd already lost quite a bit of weight. I was like, okay, I can still, cause it wasn't just that fall before I told my buddy that I'm, I'm done hunting. I'm going to be done hunting. You're going to be on your own here. I was like, I might be able to go sit in the truck and go with you, but I'm not going to be able to go out walking with you. And I was at that point where I'm not going to do anything in the outdoors anymore. Uh, I just did 12 miles with over 1500 foot elevation gain. And I'm still like, I was still over 300 pounds. I'd lost enough weight to make that happen. But it was something about the weight loss surgery that mentally pushed, I, I mentally pushed myself anyways, but it helped me out and everything else made me like, go, 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 go. You can do this. And so my energy level was a lot better. It was still really low, but there was a lot of mental will that pushed me to continue to do that. Now, still, I still have a lot of low energy is what I mm-hmm. consider. Um, since March, I'm over 110 pounds lost. I don't know the exact amount, but I think I'm between, I think I'm close to 115 lost now. Um, Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, no, it feels great. And yeah. the bad part is you have to buy all new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind having that kind of problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a tightwad and my wife's like, we need to get you new clothes. Those things are just like sheets on you. I'm like, no way. We're waiting. You <laughs> like find a way to keep sizes. them on, right? <laughs> yep. 
And so finally, we're, she's like, no, we're just doing it. We're going and buying new clothes. And so we did, and it feels a lot better. But, but you know, so yeah, like I, like I said, I'm about 110, 115. I think I'm pretty close to 115 right now. And it's just a huge, there's a huge difference mentally with that as well. You don't, you don't feel, I don't feel so different. I don't feel, you know, like a standout, like, you know, when you're, when you're really obese and really big, you're walking around and you're like, Hey, there's that, you feel like everyone's pointing at that guy right there. You know, look how big he is. Like you kind of want to hide within yourself because everyone's, you're thinking everyone's like, Oh my gosh, you know, they're so huge. Or it's like, Oh, they must have a hard time with this. You know, you start, it's mostly in your head. Yep. But then you look at people and then you're wondering why they're looking at you. you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they might just be glancing at you, but in your head, they're looking at you because you're immensely overweight. And so, and it wasn't for me so much. Like I got the type of attitude. If you don't like me, I don't care. You know, that's mm. your problem. If you don't mm-hmm. like who I am, just, you know, that's your problem, not mine. But that, all, that, you know, that translated, my stuff translated to my kids. And so here they are with their dad. That's, you know, pushing 400 pounds out in public and i i don't know if they were you know i never really talked about it but i in my mind i felt like they were they were embarrassed you know there's somewhat of embarrassment um and so i don't have that anymore i don't have to worry like okay my dad's this big big giant guy my oldest daughter she kind of didn't want me to lose the weight because she found it quite fun that all the boys at her high school were scared of me Oh, she thought that was hilarious. Like, oh no, what am I going to do now? They're not going to be know, scared yeah. of my dad. <laughs> There's this big burly guy with a big old beard and everything else. And the boys would tell her how, how I've scared him for years. And so she got a kick out of that. But I think she's, I think she's okay with it now. <laughs> what was your goal weight, actually? Have you met your goal weight? So I never really made a goal weight. I looked at, I got really realistic with it. And I look at where I was and I put the math down together and I'd say, all right, they say you can lose 50 to 70% of your body weight with the, the bypass, the root and why and of your excess, you know, your excess uh, body weight that you're supposed to be. So a guy my height is supposed to be this weight and I'm this weight. So if I lose 70, 50% of it, I'll be at this weight. If I lose 70%, I'll be at this weight. Really, you know, I think those, those numbers I kind of just threw out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm not going to follow those numbers. I'm just going to, I'm going to continue to lose weight. I think I can get down to 200 pounds pretty easy. I might have to, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that I'll have to have a surgery with a excess skin and stuff like that to get that taken care of because it's already changed so much in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Originally after my first surgery, I'm like, no way I'm going to ever do that. I'm not going to have another surgery again in my life. I think, you know, there'll be some extra weight that comes off with that if I, I do end up having that skin surgery, I'll have to see if that even happens. But I think if I, I got down to 220, I would be okay with that because in my mind, I was, that's 164 pounds, mm-hmm. 165 pounds. But if I get down to 200, then I'm going to be pretty trim and I'm going to be pretty, really happy. And I have goals. Like, you know, I, I've talked about quite a bit over the years. I, with my, with my hunting and my outdoors, I want to, I want to do what's, uh, it's called the uh, wild sheep hunt. There's like in, in the North America continent, we have four North, we have four wild sheep and uh, there's, they're in Alaska, Canada, and then all through the Western U S down through Mexico. 
in order to hunt those, those things are up in the mountains and they're your elevation gain and up and down and your mileage you got to put on and you're carrying a pack on your back that's roughly 50 pounds to begin with because you're out there for anywhere from 10 to 14 days, just depending on the type of hunt you want to do. And I want to, I've always been that guy that wants to push myself. And I, so I want to do, I don't want to go out there and do an easy hunt. I want to go out there and do a hard hunt. In order to do that, I got to be at least 200 pounds or under. There you go. Yeah. Cause I'm, you know, I'm looking at myself like, could I go do that if I got in shape right now? At like, you know, I don't know, whatever I'm at in the high two sixties. I'm like, probably not. I probably couldn't do that. Now, if I got down another, you know, 18 pounds, like in the two fifties, can I do that? Maybe I could then. So then, but then I got to factor in, okay, I got a pack that's almost 50 pounds. So I got to go down to 200 pounds to get that 250 then. And if I can get a little bit underneath that to like 195, 190, then I'm just like, you know, it's icing on the cake then. Right. Every pound I take off is makes it the climb that much, you know, better for me, the further I can go on those hunts. Right. So that's where I want to see myself. The other thing is it's not just hunting. I love hiking and backpacking and doing that 15, that over 1500 foot elevation gain was a huge success for me at 300 pounds. If I did that 200 pounds, I think, you know, maybe this is a walk in the park. So what can I do backpacking? Can I do, can I do, you know, 3000 next year? And then the year after that, can I do five to 7,000 foot elevation gain? And can I get back in there 20 miles? I think I can, if I'm at this weight. And Mm so, so I got to continue to push myself and that's going to be my driving factor. I'm the type of guy that isn't going to be, you know, for the next 10, 20 years, going to the gym every day or every other day. I'm just not that guy. I can't, I can't do it. But with the outdoors, I can get really good exercise, really active and have a lot of motivation here in Montana, we got weather that's, that stops us from doing a lot of stuff or it's not as easy to do stuff when you're sometimes our weather is like negative, negative 15 outside and stuff like that. Oh boy. Yeah. So it's pretty cold (laughs) going out there. It's just not, not ideal. You know, there's snow everywhere and stuff like that. So you can still do it. There's some things you can do snowshoeing and stuff like that, but it's not the same. So I know during that period of time, I'm going to have to be in the gym, continue to push myself prepare myself for when spring and summer comes and I can go hiking and backpacking. And then when fall comes, I can go do, uh, do my hunting and all that stuff and do all the walking and everything I need to do with that. So there's a lot of, you know, with this weight loss, I see dreams that I had die that are coming back to life. That is awesome. I didn't even have that in place for myself. So you, you just, sparked a little like a little flame under me like hello (laughs) some some type of direction (laughs) yep I figure I can be in the outdoors until the day I die or till the day I can't walk so I better in order to do that I got to continue to prepare myself physically and that's where I'm at right now and keep up with those girls that's right yeah yeah they're (laughs) they're all sportsters so you know they're pretty active and everything so I got to keep up with them you know not to hopefully not anytime real soon, but down the road, there'll probably be grandkids that I got to have to keep up with as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm only 42 now, so I'm not too worried about that, but that'll, that'll eventually happen that I'll need to keep up with those. And but, that you will, you will yeah. definitely be able to keep up with them. Yeah. And so, and I got, you know, I, I got things I want to show my grandkids in the outdoors with hunting, backpacking, hiking and all that stuff. 
mm-hmm. I got things I want to show them. So if I let this, this with these surgeries, you, you do, especially the time period that I'm in now, I mean, I can lose a lot of weight and not have to follow the rules exactly. I'll still lose that weight. So I got to mentally prepare myself as I'm doing this to continue this down the road. It's, uh, I think it's pretty much a big mental game for us. Mm-hmm. Definitely. How's, how's it been with the food? What type of changes have you made? What do you do now? I mean, your, your intake. So I'm kind of opposite of what I used to be. I could never get full. I could never do anything before. I just ate whatever I could eat. I eat whatever I could eat as much as I wanted. And I'd never be full. So now I basically got to force myself to eat. I, so I go in there and I, I do eat. and I don't have those sugar cravings like I used to. Mm. I, I've conditioned my brain to know that if I have, and part of this goes back to all the complications I had with my surgery, that if I go in there and eat a bunch of sugar, I'm going to get really sick. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to find al- alternates to it. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go find, you know, things like such as built bars. There's these built bars that are high protein, low sugar, low calories and all that stuff. Tastes great and everything else like that. I think this GNC has like these lean bars that are like uh, Girl Scout cookie tasting ones. So they taste great. There's no, sh- there's very little sugar, high in protein and low in calories. And so th- that will be my sweets right there. You know, and then if I want another sweet that I can fill up on, that I, I want to fill my stomach on a snack, I look at watermelon. I didn't eat a lot of watermelon, so it does well for me. The one of my, I loved meat before. I loved having, you know, I loved having steak, like you said, bacon, sausage, all that stuff. I obviously we can't have a lot of fat. So with me, a huge blessing for myself, being a being a hunter, is I get a lot of wild game that I can go eat, and it's very lean meat. It's the healthiest meat for you. You know, bird hunting, I shot with what they we call Hungarian partridge. I got some of those in my fridge right now that I can go get a super healthy, high protein, lean meat mm-hmm. that, you know, I didn't go to the, didn't go to the store and buy it and, or anything like that. I know where it came from. Only I have touched it. Nobody else has touched that meat. I don't, so I know what's in it and everything about it. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I focus a lot of my stuff on wild game and, you know, something else, you know, that we've looked at if i don't have that is or very very much organic stuff as much as we can i'm looking at this fall so we looked at the sausage i love sausage and the bacon and stuff like that i'll be taking some of my my venison or elk or whatever i shoot and i'll be made into into deer sausage or whatever we do nice. so i have that yeah i'll have that sausage you know it's not a strong flavoring but you still have a sausage flavor you still have sausage you can use for you know, like eggs and sausage and stuff like that, but it's a low fat lean sausage that, you know, actually I harvested myself and I, I took care of and I, I was the only one that, that dealt anything with it. And so I know how good it is for me. So my eating has gone a lot to wild game and vegetables and that some cheeses and stuff like that. And I'm pretty satisfied that that way because I can get, and then if I have like a, a sugar craving or a sweet craving, I have those those protein bars that are super soft and they're they're good tasting. Easy to eat at least. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and chew down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so there goes, you know, I don't really have that craving to go get a blizzard at Dairy Queen all the time. That's so, good because I get tempted whenever I see those darn commercials. <laughs> yeah. Well, my oldest daughter works there. So she comes in with the Dairy Queen stuff all the time, which 
it kind of stinks, but at the same time, it's like, all right, here you are. Here's the temptation right in your home. You don't, you know, you got to figure out a way to get past this. And so it's helped me out too. Mm -hmm. So she did make me the other day, she made me a, a three bite blizzard, <laughs> Reese's blizzard. So, <laughs> cause she worked there. So it was three bites. And uh, so it was enough that I didn't have any, enough sugar into me and, and stuff like that. It was a very sweet thing she did. You have a very strong supportive system at home and your wife is just a warrior. Yeah. I always, and people ask, so was your wife like the rock, like a rock of it all? And I was like, man, she was like the diamonds that cut the rock. Right. Yeah. She, what she had to go through and what she did for me is there's no doubt she loves me. And there's no doubt that she was there for me this whole way. And I, quite honestly, I can say through that whole surgery thing, if I didn't have my wife, I probably would have, would have made it through that. I probably would have died. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm pretty, pretty convinced that I, I never would have made it if she wasn't right there with me that whole time. I love to hear that. <laughs> She's a pretty special lady. And my daughters are pretty special too. They take after their mom. Honor That's a blessing. That's a true blessing right there. Yep. Well, better than taking after their mean old grumpy dad. The, the the determination you know and setting goals and being as strong you, i think they get it from both sides yeah that's right <laughs> uh, for someone that's debating you know and probably have people that are like asking you know why you want to do that they, they still think it's like a quick fix and they're like trying to figure out whether they should or should not Probably your story may have scared them a bit, but then what would you, what would you say to someone that's like really uncertain? Well, part of the reason, you know, yeah, my story probably did scare them a little bit. In fact, I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend. I was like, you know, don't, don't rule out this surgery. And he's like, well, look what happened to you. He's like, that's not too reassuring. And I said, well, it is a risk. There is a risk in the surgery, but you know, what happened to me is pretty slim chance of happening. So I, I, you know, when I've talked to people about it, I just tell them what happened to me, the chances are most likely it won't happen to you. It's not that there won't, there is that chance. Any surgery you have, you know, there's a chance of something going wrong. But I think overall it can improve your life you know, in a lot of ways. And I, one of the reasons why I want to talk about what happened to me is, and so I don't, is not to scare people away from the surgery. I, when I was going through this, I would look on, you know, trying to figure out, you know, answers. So whenever you go through something like this, I think a lot of people look to online or whatever for answers and things that they connect to. There was nothing there that I could find on my, my situation. It was, there was nothing about, I could read the, the complications of it. And so I want people to know, like, if this does happen to you, there's others that have gone through this, that you're, you're not, you're not by yourself going through this situation. And there's light at the end of the tunnel you just gotta push through it i would still encourage people to if this this like you said this isn't a quick fix this is a life-changing tool that you have and the tool is not going to automatically fix itself it's going to help you mm -hmm. so you gotta i'd encourage you to have the surgery if that's your only way of if you, you're getting through this which a lot of us that was the only way to get through this. There wasn't that option to lose weight. People don't understand that. But know that mentally, mentally you prepare yourself for a rut, that things could get really rough. In fact, they, 
they will get rough. Even if you don't have complications, it's going to be hard at first, but it gets better over time and your life gets better from it. So that's what I would tell people from it. But I just want to make sure that like, if there is those complications that happened to me, there's people out there that have been through this and there's a huge, a huge, uh, I don't know if blessing is the word at the end, but you know, a, a huge, I'd say, yeah, I'd say blessing that you can come from it. Mm-hmm. That your life can get better. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, this is like, when you first told me about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that would have scared me. <laughs> but then more of a awareness of, of anything that, that could happen, but it's a very rare thing, you know, but there are people out there that may have gone through the same thing, like you said, and they think that they're the only ones that's been through this and freaking out, you know, <laughs> it's just, yep. but there is support out there. It's just a lot of people should come out and share like you have. Are you on social media or anything? Or if yeah. there's, if there's anybody that want to probably want to touch bases with you and, and talk with you a little more, are you, are you on social and how they could reach you? Yeah. Facebook I'm on. It's just under Brandon Moss. And I, I'm not sure what my profile picture is. It probably has something to do with either kids or hunting. So I, I need to look and see what it is. It doesn't change too much. But then on it's called Upland 406, which is uh, the area code for Montana. So Upland hunting and then the area code for Montana. So Upland 406. I got uh, a website that I had like for my, my dog, my bird dogs and stuff like that was Sage Kennels, just plural.com. I got an email address on there. You can send, shoot me an email. Anything people, yeah, if they want to get a hold of me, I am, I'm willing to talk to them and help them out. There's people that did not go through the same thing that I went through, but still talked to me that had, you know, had surgeries that was still helpful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just, like I said, I really want to get this out there and make sure that there's people understand there's an avenue for them. Definitely. Well, I'm going to get that information from you and post the links on the description for the segment and also if you wouldn't mind probably do another follow-up in six or another couple months or something just to see how you're doing yeah no i'm fine with that definitely do definitely do that well thank you so much for your time yeah no problem and i'll be in touch okay good luck Uh, to you hey you too thank you Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bariatric Stories Podcast. You can connect with Rinda via Linktree link posted in the description. You'll have direct access to our blog, Instagram, Facebook page, and contact form. If you would like to make a guest appearance on the podcast and share your personal experience with weight loss surgery. Bariatric Stories Podcast is for lightly informative and entertainment purposes only. See counsel with your personal medical provider and or specialists. Thank you for continued support and listening to Bariatric Stories Podcast.